Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of 911 Delta, Tethered for Life. This podcast may not be suitable to all listeners due to language and subject matters. Please listen with care. All right. Whenever you're ready. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of 911 Delta, Tethered for Life podcast. We're your hosts, Casey and Anna. Tonight, we're continuing the chaos from last week's episode, Managing the Chaos. So grab those headsets. Let's talk. So, Bug, before we recap and continue, um, what'd you do this week or how was your week? Uh, Well, my kids were sick, so that was not cool. (laughs) I don't even know why I ask you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I've been stuck in the house. Um, So that kind of sucked. Um. You know, we watched the Super Bowl at home, which is fine. Yeah. And um, yeah, nothing That's really exciting. How about you? Uh, same stuff. Nothing exciting either. We did watch Super Bowl, and um, then I did. You see today on the news actually about them having the shooting at the Super Bowl parade. I did see that. Like, yes. What the hell? I still don't really know what the hell, like what that was all about, but. Yeah, I don't know. And the, the news reports I saw kind of looked like maybe it wasn't really at the thing. It was just, okay, it's just in the area. Okay. Criminals being criminals at, you know, a bad time, which, you know. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Bad like, timing for sure. You know, I mean, but <laughs> criminals are criminals. So whatever. Yeah. They don't care. No. Yeah, so I mean, you were excited because, yeah, team there. Yes, indeed. Although he acted a little foolish, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I felt bad for my brother. I, I didn't. He was working that night, and I didn't actually want to text him because I wasn't sure. Like, I was kind of hoping that <laughs> they were busy and he was running calls, so he didn't have to watch that because he's a Forty ers fan. Oh. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. Yeah, yeah. So I felt I was like, uh, I want to send him a message, and then I'm like, <laughs> no. So we'll see what next year brings. That is true. <laughs> and I laughed so so. A, one of um my dispatcher friends who I have known for a long time, we worked part time together a couple of times. Um, and he is hilarious. He is a huge Cowboys fan and I was once a dedicated Cowboys fan too but Jerry Jones has ruined that for me so (laughs) um he posted a funny meme about like them not ever making it or you know in however many years the Super Bowl and I was like well Romo finally made it since he was one of the commentators um and he's not one of my favorite people, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's annoying about that. But <laughs> yeah. so I know, and I haven't, you know, ever since I I then kind of became a Saints fan because I really like Drew Brees, but now he doesn't play anymore, and yeah, so I'm kind of lost. I'm just kind of with my Navy football, and that's it. Yeah, I just pick but... a team whenever we watch a game and in the NFL, and be like, okay. That, yeah. That's my team for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with the Chiefs, I suppose, but not for any really good reason. 
Yeah, I mean, just... I really, I like, I like Kelsey. I, you know, I, but I, I just can't. Mahomes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, his wife does it for me. Like she is ugh, so annoying. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> But we think, you know, we think most other girls, uh, women, I should say girls, are annoying anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. You know. I pretty much think anybody and everybody's annoying, so. <laughs> and that's okay. Oh, hashtag care. dispatch life. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that kind of is what happens. Oh, well, I think anybody's annoying as long as you're a human. Yeah. Um, for sure. Funny. All right. So let's see. Last week, <laughs> last week we talked about managing the chaos and um, receiving multiple calls or handling multiple incidents and how to deal with that. And then we shared some successful teamwork stories yes so i hope you guys found that helpful and <clears throat> this week we're back at it we're gonna tell you what to do after after you deal with that shit show how do you deal with <laughs> your own shit show yes for sure um and before we get into that like i i think the important thing too to remember um if you're really thinking about becoming a dispatcher is it's got to be for the right reasons. And I'm, we've talked about a lot of different things last week um, and multitasking and the high stress, all that is just tiny pieces of what goes on throughout the shifts. Um, and, you know, so the right reason it's not because you want to be Miss Nosy ass, um, you know, you got to do it because you truly want to help the citizens and be the backbone, the lifeline for the officers and the fire rescue folks. Um, and you have to be ready to sacrifice your family time, holidays, your sleep, your mental health. Um, it's not a career for the week at all. <laughs> and so that I just wanted to throw that in there before we start into the aftermath of the crap that goes down yeah it's definitely not a career for the week and you will sacrifice some of those things yes. at, at any given time but you shouldn't shouldn't sacrifice them all of the time right right so you definitely have to have some good boundaries and you kind of do have to be a nosy ass like i yeah. remember not that long ago i saw a meme that was actually aimed towards law enforcement and like no like i'm not gonna tell you tell y'all anything because y'all the nosiest mfers out there and i'm like <laughs> no you you've never talked to a dispatcher then because like <laughs> well i mean we do get paid to be nosy obviously but not don't let that be the only reason right you know it's not actually the officer that is finding all that information out on you it's right us. yeah yes yeah, and we are the ones stalking your Facebook and all that too, because we gonna find out. And I still do that bullshit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just like my kids still to this day are like, "Oh my god, that's why I don't tell you nothing." I'm like, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever. 
don't get out of that uh, lifestyle, that's for sure. Exactly. So after all this mess. <laughs> so after all this mess. Dies we, down. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many uh, techniques out there to manage stress, right? And there are breathing techniques. You can google them you can youtube is a great place actually because you can find a lot of stuff and you can actually watch people doing it mm -hmm. uh, there's so many different types i i always feel like figure out what works for you and don't feel silly about like finding something um because breathing techniques there's something called endo tapping if you don't know what that is it's also called eft um those are things that you can do like sort of on the down low, like you don't have to be real obvious about them and they can just kind of help reset your nervous system when you're, when you've gotten a little frazzled. Also just taking a drink, like no, not alcohol, like just <laughs> from your water bottle or one of the other six beverages that I know you have sitting on your console. Mm -hmm. Because that actually helps, right? Just <laughs> that act of swallowing is actually a reset. So those are really just helpful small things that you can do. And then getting up when you need to get up and, you know, leaving for a minute, a couple minutes, whatever. Obviously, everybody can't do it at the same time. Right. But, you know just being mindful and what really helped me was starting to notice when things bother you like is it that frequent annoying caller that gets on your nerves is it the baby emergencies is it the angry caller you know what is your trigger mm -hmm. happy word today but you know <laughs> what you know <laughs> what sets you off right and just kind of keep track of it if even if you have a little notebook journal or something or you keep it in your phone right and just notice that pattern and go oh you know for me it was like the stupid angry caller right that's calling about nothing important <laughs> but they're still pissed off right <laughs> i have no tolerance for that like that's just stupid and so for me, like, that's when I need to kind of be like, okay, they can't help being stupid. It's not something <laughs> you can fix. You just, right. you, know, it, you know, it's terrible, but it's like, you have to start noticing what is happening with you and figure out what's right for you to do in the moment. And obviously, if you can't figure it out or, you know, you're having a hard time, work with a professional. There are people out there that specialize in public safety. There's lots of groups out there, public safety, military specialists. Because I know people have told me, like, I feel like I'm traumatizing the therapist. <laughs> right? So you got to find somebody who, you know, it specializes it's, in that right. kind of stuff so that you don't feel that way. We're actually working towards having a special guest in that yes field yes. so that'll be coming up and yeah i mean because you you have to do what works for you and what you need to do to like just offload that adrenaline or that stress that you build up and 
if you're in a situation where the call volume is not allowing you to get up, like the breathing or tapping techniques can help even while, even while you're talking on the phone, there's points that you can tap like on your wrist or on your head, you know, like, just... <laughs> and it, it sounds silly, but it is helpful. If you've got a long 12 hours at the end of your shift, however long it is, is busy and you don't have that time, then no, when I get off shift, I may have to go for a walk or I may have to go yeah. talk to somebody. Or if you're a gym person, go to the gym. You know, if you need to dance around your house naked to the usher. Hot dog. Do what you got to do. Now you're but, talking. Right. But keep your blinds closed because nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Really. <laughs> well, I will say I used to doodle. If someone was yes. like really starting to irritate me, I would just doodle and doodle. Um, until they finally shut the hell up and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so that kept me kind of where I needed to be. Um, but I never actually really, I guess, really thought about um, or even let things bother me as much in the beginning of my career. But now that I'm out of it and seeing a counselor and stuff, the breathing technique, I would have told you, yeah, whatever, you're freaking crazy. Like, it does not help. I'm not going to look stupid doing that, but it really does. And right. I don't have much, like, issue right now um, as much as I did, but if I do feel, like, anxious, um, it really does help. Kind of yeah. rails you back in. Um, but, yeah, doodling was a big thing for me, and I actually journal now. Um, which if I had thought about these things, uh, right. And I think then it, you know, I'd probably be better off now. Right. But. I mean, same thing. Like I didn't start thinking about it until later on. That's one of the, again, something that you're not taught. Yeah. Uh, and even I've been to several dispatcher stress courses. I have been to, you know, at the conferences and symposiums and, and I feel like it's always the same information and it's never been helpful. Like, mm -hmm. And then, you know, for a long time with what they call critical incidents, there was the critical incident stress management and the stress debriefings. And they've kind of gone away from that because they've found that they're not that effective. And I right. don't, I'm not a huge fan of group debriefings either. Because for some people, it's going to allow them, you know, to brainstorm and think of ways to improve. But other people, it's going to like lead them down this rabbit hole of how I screwed it up. Right. And how I failed. And, <clears throat> and that's just not the kind of feedback that people need. And, and that's very individual. Like some people are going to take it that way and some people are not. So you can't, you know, say we're doing this for the good of everybody because it may not be for the good of everybody. So <clears throat> I think if they're voluntary, that's fine. If that's mm -hmm. your thing, go. But if that's not your thing, then don't go. You know, I for me, a lot of times, it's not even the feeling of like that I failed or going down that rabbit hole. I just don't like hearing people bitch. Yeah. Because you hear that enough. <laughs> right. It's like, I you know, like so. taking calls, we do that enough. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, like, and especially if it's people 
you know, depending on how your leadership treats it, right? And sometimes it's not your leadership, the comm center leadership, it's law enforcement leadership or fire rescue mm -hmm. leadership, depending on, you know, where the incident or, you know, did it involve both agencies, you know, it, it may be multi agency. And so whoever leads it, you don't know how that person's right. going to do it. And I just, not my thing. Um, but I am a huge fan of self care yes. and talking it out with someone right whether you know that's you and me or you know me and my spouse because we both know how fucked up it is <laughs> right um but you know whatever i think it's i think you really do have to take that time and figure out what works for you for sure. and and do it and i would say do it early on don't wait yes years <laughs> down the road and right right start early start researching it early start you know because it's gonna happen yes <laughs> shit is gonna really get to you eventually yes yes <clears throat> and i do think like things like qa uh can be helpful if they're done right yeah and you know for me that means not only addressing the calls that people needed help on or they screwed up like it's also addressing the calls that they <clears throat> rocked out and letting them know that and also doing evaluations in person. Yes. So that people can ask questions and you can give them one-on-one -on -one feedback. And it's not like, you know, a piece of paper in your mailbox because that's BS. If it's somebody who is good in the leadership role and they have a different perspective and they can bring that, and not make somebody feel attacked, you know, that's what you need. Yes. Right. Um, and I've, unfortunately, I saw a post um, on the gram recently about, um, and I forget what the actual statistic was, but like lots of stress in the public safety world comes from poor leadership. I think <laughs> Shocker. that's true. <laughs> I right? agree with I mean, that. Yes. And it's funny because, uh, I mean, some of those folks are or have been in the field for a long time as like dispatchers themselves and have moved up or you know their spouses or family they've been in the public safety world for a long time and so you would think they would understand how this shit works and as matt always says like there are you know good firemen that will never be good leaders and yes and, and and good paramedics, you know, that will never be good leaders. You know, he's got a friend, for instance, who is a good firefighter. He's a good medic. He works in a big agency. So, you know, it's not like leadership roles are thrust upon him. And that's cool. And we have another friend who is an awesome fireman, is a pretty, is a good leader <laughs> uh, for... But it would not necessarily be, like, a good command staff type person, right? Like, that's just not his thing. Yeah. He wouldn't want to do that. So knowing your limitations is important. I think when you have somebody in a leadership position who, like, you realize their limitations and either they don't or they just don't know how to 
how to acknowledge the fact that they have limitations, having that sense yourself and not taking that personally, it's another thing that you can't take personally. And hopefully they will learn. And if not, well, then I don't know. Request a shift transfer. I don't Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's more important that you take care of yourself and and you don't dwell on the limitations of other people, either in your leadership shift mates, you know, and it's really important. I think, you know, one of the things that when we had our our best shift, um, our old D shift was we all knew what our strengths were mm-hmm. and even though we took on different tasks, you know, I dispatched patrols sometimes <laughs> um, and you did fire. We knew if the shit hit the fan, we could switch. Yep. In a heartbeat. And our supervisor would have been okay with that. And we would have all rolled on and we would have gotten it done. Like we all knew yep. where our strong points were and where our weak points were. To really with like four people. A lot of nights we worked with four people. Right. We had five at at one point. And um, we still rocked it up. (laughs) Right. Right. But if we only had four, we could because we we knew. And and nobody took it like Daisy. She didn't (laughs) she really needs to come on here because she does. She always has to defend herself. But then she doesn't want to come on, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But she was an awesome call taker. She always has been. But back then, like, that was her primary thing. Mm-hmm. And she could get people on and off the phone and, like, get the information. And she never was like, well, I answered the phone 59 times and y'all answered it three. You know, <laughs> that was never a thing. She so. would uh, click that little button, though, that hang up button 5,000 times. <laughs> I can just hear it now. What is what does she say? Cheese and rice or something like rice. that. She always <laughs> that, that boom rice. comes up with. Yes. Uh, I laughed so hard because a friend in college, her mom used to always say that. Like her mom never swore, you know, she always said cheese and rice. She had all these funny ones. And I'm like, oh my God. And when I heard Daisy saying that, I just died. I'm like, oh God. Well, you know, a lady at work now she says what in the cat hair and i'm like what what in the cat hair (laughs) (laughs) and it is so funny and it's like she doesn't say it often but when she does i'm like wait what oh that is funny (laughs) i had never heard that one before so yeah yeah i grew up in a sailor's house we we didn't have any of those right it was just the f word and that was it right and uh (laughs) I laughed because my kids, like, you know, what I don't know what this thing is. And my sister-in-law told me about this when her son was probably about the age that Maverick is now. And it, that they watch other people playing video games on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. But I, I find myself getting sucked into it, too. Like, I'm, <laughs> Well, damn, maybe we're in the wrong I know. And so a lot of these YouTubers, like, they say funny stuff, like, what the flip? They say sussy. Yeah, I mean, so that's a new... you got a suspicious yeah. person, you can keep on the radio and say, sussy. 
I mean, I guess that's better than, you know, because that's not what they hear out of my mouth. So maybe it's a good thing that, you know, the YouTubers are setting a good example for me. <laughs> what the flip? Oh. <laughs> well, I've been saying lickety fluck or something at work. So I'm trying not to say fuck so much. <laughs> I would screw so... that all up. I would not work. Yeah, for me. I get frustrated, and so "fluck" has been the the go to word. But yeah, it's not gonna oh, last because yeah. I'm like, I get so tongue tied and I get pissed. So, <laughs> right, and then right, that would just bring out more f bombs. Exactly. Yes. yes, indeed. Back to yeah. when you said that, um, like the self care, knowing your boundaries and stuff. Like, if you don't start that early. And you don't do that stuff, then you're not going to be any good to not only yourself, but to everyone else that's in the center or calling or so it's a lot of things. I just want to throw that in there because I was going to say it a minute ago. Cool. But... Right. And then eventually your family like it's. <laughs> yeah. It's going to spill over. So it's really important. That's something I didn't do either for a really long time. And I wish I knew like. What's that Toby Key song? I wish I knew now what I didn't. I don't know what the hell. Oh, yes. I, I wish. But, uh, or maybe I I don't know. But where I'm trying to go with that is. You that you knew then what you know now. Yes, that's it. Yes. Thank you. Man. Me too. The, the other thing is that, you know, I feel like when you do you look up post-traumatic stress, for instance, you get a lot of the same crap as far as these are symptoms and things that you may experience. In my experience, those <clears throat> things are happening way down the line. Like by the time you're having flashbacks, nightmares, you know, drugs or alcohol abuse, promiscuous behavior like things like that you should have addressed something a long time ago right but the problem with what happens to your brain is that the frontal lobe that makes you a human being basically shuts down so when you start to notice that your memory is not that great and i know like we're all getting older and we're all stressed out and we all forget stuff but when you really start to like you're at work and you're having a challenge with something that you know is a normal task or at home if you can't do again a simple task really causes you to stop and think like that's when you need to start thinking about okay now is when I need to start addressing my nervous system because it's not working properly right and it's little things like that you know are you do you feel like you get angry more quickly or do you get depressed more quickly because in different people it's different things it's not the same thing in everyone so that's why it's important to keep track of your own feelings your own triggers and notice like after i work three days in a row I am X, Y, and Z. And, you know, the next time I work three days in a row, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. So I need more rest after I work three days in a row. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and maybe don't <laughs> schedule myself to be on call the fourth day. Whatever. But really. Yeah, say no. Like, <laughs> don't yeah, always just say, don't feel say, bad. The shit will run without you. Trust me. It will. It will. And I, you know, even now, I mean, I still feel bad if I, if I can't help out when they need it, like I yeah. feel bad, but you know, I have to take but, care of little people and yeah. <laughs> and animals. So I got to, you have to sort of know, know your limitations and know yeah. your brain and your body's limitations and don't be afraid to set that boundary and say no. And really be honest with yourself about what the backlash of that is going to be. Like if it's just going to be that somebody is going to get their feelings hurt. They'll get over it. <laughs> right. Or they won't. I mean, who gives, who a, gives a fuck? <laughs> right. Know your state's employment laws, right? Like, there's only so much that can be done. Like, they mm -hmm. can't force you to work over a certain number of hours. They can't force you to do um, X, Y, Z. So, know that, but don't feel bad for somebody else's bad feelings. Like, that's their right. that's their problem. And and if they are good management, you know, then maybe they would or could sit in, you know, knowing that these people have been working a lot of overtime or whatever and on-call stuff. And there's nothing wrong with them, you know, coming in and sitting in the chair and putting in a couple hours. I mean, it's not only good for morale, in my opinion, like to see your supervise, like the higher up folks. Um, oh yeah. Doing it and, I mean, I don't know, it just sets... It does. It sets a tone. Like, I yeah. can come in and I can do this. We've had that happen and people are like, I, this is a new cat. I don't exactly know what's happening, but I'm going to make it work. You know, <laughs> you know I mean... or people who dispatched a long time ago and they haven't dispatched in a while and they're like, it gets busy. It's kind of like they... riding a bike, you know, and if it does get busy... <laughs> The other Sorry. folks are going to pick you at the slack. So even but if it's an hour, you know? Yeah. And there's also people though, you know, and I found this, like just talking to my husband, like there, there are people that don't like, they don't want that. They don't want the leadership to come in and like, you know, it, in that world, fire EMS, you know, run calls like, Oh my God. Right. And it's like, why not? But it's also the same fuckers that bitch that exactly. they don't see stuff. But then when they try or they do, it's like, well, God, right. we don't want them here. Well, make up your right. fucking mind. Shut the door. Or they up. bitch. <laughs> oh, they don't. Yeah, they bitch. Oh, they don't. You know, they don't understand what we do down here. The you know on the street and da 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 da. da. Well, all the more reason for them to be in the truck or whatever. <laughs> right. Are you still about it? Matt was the EMS supervisor and his deputy chief he was a medic and so he had to like run so many hours on the on the ambulance to keep mm -hmm. up his ALS incentive. They would, you know, plan it to work together. Um and I'm like the thought of you two 
<laughs> ding-dongs who have not consistently ridden an ambulance for, you know, <laughs> Matt not as long as, as his deputy chief. And the fact that they're both just hilarious was like, the people, I don't know, they're either going to hate you or they're going to want you to come back just for the comedic relief of the whole situation because, like, I can't <clears throat> even imagine. Yeah. But, you know, like, that was something they planned to do. At the end of the day, it is a demanding career, but it can be rewarding. Most and we should be helping each other out. Dispatchers everywhere. We should be our own support group. So I think that's basically my advice we talked about last week. <laughs> keep your Keep your own shit together. Worry about yourself. If you see a coworker struggling... I think it's always a good idea to, if it's somebody you feel like you can talk to, to talk to them or let the supervisor know, let somebody know because the person themselves may not even notice that they're struggling, but do it in a compassionate way. Like don't, yeah, don't, you're not throwing somebody under the bus. You're like, Hey, I think somebody is struggling. I've noticed X, Y, Z. And that could possibly save somebody's life so just... yeah because more times out of not they're they're either going to be in denial and won't ever say anything or think that it's just normal and nothing about this job is normal <laughs> is normal right so yeah so <clears throat> don't be afraid to speak up and and say something as long as it's not shitty Right. Just make sure you're doing it from a place of actual compassion and concern and not um, being a jerk. And sometimes we yeah. do make our sarcastic comments because that's what we do. Well, um, and if they were like our original shift, then yes, we could handle that. But not everybody is. Well, that's yes. true. And you have to know, know your audience, too, right? You know, I mean, you could be like, Casey, what the fuck is your problem? Why are you being a bitch? Well, obviously, I'd laugh and be like, I don't fucking know why, you know, but not everybody would take that as. (laughs) Right. Right. And you may not take it as well from another person. Right. But also know, like, you got to have an open mind in this career. Like, if anything offends you, don't. Don't be a dispatcher because you you just you'll never make it, and that is a promise. You just you won't. Yes, but it's it a very is. rewarding job. Like, and I'm not going to say that I miss it per se. Now that I'm out of it, but I've said it before. I would never change. Like, it's made me who I am. Sometimes when I hear things popping off at work, I'm like, damn. Now, not so much on the fire radio because you know that was never my thing. Um, but <laughs> um, but if something's going down, I'm like, oh man, yeah, I remember that. But that's why we also have this um podcast too, because even if we don't get too much out of it ourselves, which I have a blast every time we do it, but if we're just can hit one or two people with something that might be going on, or if that's all that matters. <laughs> that was the whole point, and we are going to get boob on here. And nitro. Yes, and is. I am working on HEP. HEP's speaking of, yes, be, speaking of being offended, oh my God, that one time when old nitro told uh, somebody that 
there was going to be a firearm in the residence. And that officer responded, well, with everybody out here has those. And we all thought it was really funny. And and he is actually the nicest human probably <laughs> ever. Um, and just sweet as he can be. And he did not mean it in the sarcastic, bitchy way that we would have meant it. Um, <laughs> so we thought it was hilarious. She did not think it was hilarious. <laughs> And, and then he actually came in and apologized to her. And we were like, are you kidding? <laughs> her, she's a toughen up boy. <laughs> Which she did eventually. Uh, she did. That was pretty funny, though. Definitely. I mean, yeah. he wasn't wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, oh, my God, yes. Speaking of. But, you know, had that <clears throat> been somebody who was not as mature... Mm-hmm. as nitro and not as as probably into the sick humor and well and being married to her own cop was probably yeah too, but she might not have taken our our heightened <laughs> level of sarcasm so well <laughs> and now that we're all best friends like she just doesn't even pay us anymore anymore no 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 <laughs> she knows what <laughs> our mouths are the danger zone right we she's never know what the f-bomb correction she, she has yep Y'all are a lost cause. <laughs> she don't even try anymore. No. Nope. So hopefully in your dispatching life, you can find friends like that. And yes. Be able to share your craziness. And even after you all retire. <laughs> even after. Yes, exactly. Yep. Which reminds, reminds me, we still got to plan our trip to Nitro's house in Florida. We do. We do. We really got to do that. Whether yep. boobs on board or not. Boob, get it together. Mm-hmm. Although now she saw that France picture, she might. She might get jealous. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, I guess um you have anything else to add for this go round? Don't think that I do. But if you guys have anything else that you want to talk about, uh like I said, we're thinking about doing at least one episode it's an episode Episode. (laughs) what are you mike tyson what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) mike tyson on my ass like like (laughs) an s on the radio (laughs) um (laughs) like that's ann suspicious Yeah, take your foot off the pedal. (laughs) Oh my god, that was one time, guys, that multitasking was not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Um, (laughs) so yeah, so doing an episode a month strictly on mental health, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, um, questions, we are prepping um an actual (laughs) doctor psychologist doctor to come on and talk to us if you guys have any questions have anything that's anything that you really want to talk about and she does um do a lot of uh public safety yes public safety so yeah so specialized in that for some time um her husband's also retired law enforcement Um, so any questions just yeah let us know because it's going to be coming up here soon and we're yeah, still looking for us. guests if you want to be guests 
yeah yeah if you have anything you want to talk about too on on your own come on and we would love to hear from you Yeah, especially uh, trying to get some folks like across the states here, like reach. I'm, I would really like to uh, hear from f other jurisdictions, like in other states, just to see how things are. Come on, you The one time you can talk, let's, let's talk. Like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Open so, forum. That's right. And I didn't uh, wish you happy Valentine's. Oh, that's right. Happy Valentine's. We are recording Thanks. this on Valentine's Day. We're a little bit um, late on our recording this week. So, yeah. But we got it done. We got it done. Yeah. And Indeed. I don't think we've decided what we're going to talk about next week. No, I think that's still up in the air because I am trying to get HEP on here. Um, but we actually might, we had discussed a little bit that we might get together at the conference too. Maybe we can do like a live or something like that. Even uh, maybe little snippets of shit that's going down at the uh, fire conference. Yeah, the uh, fire chief's conference. Keep listening, guys. All platforms. Yes. Oh, and shout out to those we talked about a little bit earlier, but shout out to the uh, Kansas City dispatchers today. Yes, indeed. They had that that shooting. Ugh, it's awful. And I heard that it was rocked out. I did not listen, but I heard that it was rocked out. So shout out to you guys. Awesome. Calm week's coming up, too. So I uh, right. need to start talking about ideas for that, too, like what goes down in these other calm centers. That's right. Curious That's to know. Right. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.